Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. If you're going to eat dog food, make sure it's the best I got because cheap stuff tastes like crap. I'm doing the job for you and uh, recording this and posting it online. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of It's Paranormal. This is your host Adam Sane. And uh, Luke is not here tonight. Um, He's otherwise occupied. Uh, Tonight is a special kind of two-part interview for It's Paranormal. It's just a brief intro to let everybody know what's going on. Uh, First we have the Tennessee Wraith Chasers who were on last year in October on the show. That's, uh, I believe, episode 14, so check that out. And we also have, in the second part, uh, a interview with uh, Prime, who was on the show in the um, beginning of the Precambrian days of Conspiranormal. Uh, that's episode three, so you can check that out too, see where he's coming from. He has a new show that he is doing um, with uh, his daughter and her friend. They're called the... Uh, Seekers, spelled P-S-Y-K-E-R-S, and they will be on to talk about their show, Paranormal Battle. So without further ado, guys, let's get into the interviews, and uh, I will be back to close everything out on Conspiranormal. Okay, and we are back on another episode of Conspiranormal. This is your host, Adam Sane, and uh, my co-host, Luke, is uh, again not here uh, for uh, unknown reasons, and... Uh, but uh, on the line tonight, we have the Tennessee Wraith Chasers. We have uh, Doogie and Chris, who were here, uh, came on the show last October. And we also have an addition. We have uh, Chasey Ray. And uh, guys, I just want to welcome you on to the show once again. Thank you for coming on. Oh, thanks, thanks for having us, man. Appreciate it. Um, 
I just want to kind of go around again. Like uh, it's been a while since uh, uh, Doogie and Chris were on, so I just want to kind of go on in, like the intros and uh, what you guys do in the group. Uh, so we'll start with you. Go ahead and start with you, Doogie. All right. My name is Doogie. Uh, co-founder of Tennessee Rape Chasers. Uh, Chris and I got the same rolling back. What Chris? Oh nine, something like that. Yeah, right at the beginning of oh nine. Uh, yeah. And uh, we decided we wanted to go out on a little ghost and uh, act a little crazy while doing it, and you know, bring a little, little bit of uh, comedic aspect of the way you know we we think about doing stuff into the mix, and and that that ain't tried; that just comes natural. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much pretty much natural. Uh, I don't know if you want to call it just silliness or stupidity. I think a little both. <laughs> I think ridiculousness has been brought a few times. Shenanigans. Yeah, I haven't been around you guys a little bit more since our uh, show that we did in October. Uh, you guys are some pretty fun-loving guys, so. And I understand that uh, the Porter could not be here uh, today, so. Yeah, he's probably he's probably at home grooming his beard or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> His beard. He's probably on. I'm sure I, I would almost be willing to bet a hundred dollars he's on Facebook. Oh yeah. Or we'll, we'll, see. we'll see if he's on there like in a, in a few minutes or something. Uh, Chris, what is it you do in the group? I'm, I'm sorry. Chris, uh, what is it you do in the group? Well, uh, I founded the group uh, back in 2009, like Diggy said. Uh, I kind of started out on Ghost Hunters Academy, we'll show on Sci Fi. Yeah. Um, I, I was uh, actually an extra, or uh, what they call an alternate, on the show. I didn't really make it to the, the top uh, people who were selected to be on the show. I was kind of like the guy that they kind of had on the back burner. Something happened, they wanted to bring me in, and that's what they did on episode five. And I, I was on five and six. And. Uh, Came back to Tennessee, and you know, I'd always been interested in ghost hunting and the paranormal, but I, I was kind of a closet ghost hunter myself. I didn't really, you know, tell a lot of people about it. You know, didn't share that that aspect of my life with a lot of my friends and family. So then, of course, when you go on national TV, it's kind of out there. Right. So uh, came back home, and uh, Steve and Tango from Ghost Hunter said, you know, you should probably join a group. Get back home. Well, I got back home. I started looking around. And uh, I just noticed that everybody was real serious about it. Everything was just so serious. You know, some some Poindexter guy with glasses and <laughs> tape on his glasses and, like, pocket protectors. You know, this is how we're going to do it. And, you know, I, just, I didn't dig that, man. I wanted to do something a little more laid back. And, I mean, you know, because it is, you know, we do take it seriously because, you know, when it comes to the aspect of helping people try to understand what's going on in their house or a place of business, but... Uh, you know, we're hunting ghosts. We don't know what the heck it is. We're in the dark, you know, talking to something we can't even see. I mean, how serious can you take it? Um, so, you know, I wanted to, to do my own thing and start my own team with a more lighthearted approach. So uh, I started, uh, you know, recruiting people. The the two or three three guys that I started with, they, they're not even with the team anymore, actually. Um, really? And then, yeah, Doogie came along, uh, I think, uh, just, just maybe a couple months after we started. And he really uh, impacted us, you know, big time. He really helped out. You know, he's kind of been the backbone, as I say, of the team. He's, you know, helped me found it, really, because if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't be a team. He's, he's found us uh, a lot of 
really good location. You know, he's our case manager. He gets out there and tries to find cool places for us to go. You know, he takes care of, uh, you know, a lot of things, you know, T-shirt sales. And, you know, he's, he's you know, pretty much, I mean, he does everything. Uh, and uh, we just kind of started uh, hunting ghosts anywhere we could, you know, people's houses or wherever they would let us in. And later on down the road, we, we got Porter and Brandon and Chasey, and, you know, the rest is history. And I want to uh, bring on Chasey now here, too. Uh, Chasey, uh, tell us what you do with the Tennessee Ray Chasers. I make sure that we got plenty of blue icy pops and beef jerky. That <laughs> <laughs> tree is nice. That's, a, that's uh, the most important thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm equipment manager. I make sure we have everything that we need to do our job. I make sure it's in tip-top shape and everything's working well. Uh, I basically go in and do the setup, make sure all the cameras are in position, make sure everything's as it needs be for us to do an investigation on location. And you're pretty much like bring the dubstep too, man. Yeah. The, uh, comic release. Uh, well. And like I said, I make sure we got like plenty of refreshments and. Yeah. <laughs> So, stuff of that nature. Yeah. He, he, does all the, he does all the things that require any elbow, elbow grease. Like, we don't feel like, you know, getting up off our lazy butts and doing something. Let's go get Chase to do it. Do yeah, it, go get know, him to do it. I want to yeah. de- definitely talk about the, that uh, Devil's Toy Box here in a little bit, but uh, that kind of leads me into uh, what we couldn't talk about the last time, which was uh, Ghostland, Tennessee. And... Uh, that's something that's uh, watched not too long ago. Um, tell us about that show about Ghostland, Tennessee. What's uh, what's going on with that? What it's about? What what's going to happen with it? Well, we're hoping that it uh, we're hoping it goes to series, and we're waiting on that right now. Actually, yeah. uh, basically, you know what they do is they'll they'll test uh, a pilot. You know, we just shot the one episode, and uh, they try to see how people respond to it, the rating. Uh, it's done really well. I mean, it did really well on Animal Planet, but, uh, you know, Discovery Communications, which is, you know, the network that we're working for, uh, kind of decided that maybe Animal Planet wasn't the best fit for us, uh, so they wanted to try it on their uh, sister station, which is called Destination America. Pretty cool, upcoming uh, new station. Uh, a, a lot of people don't have it. It's kind of a premium package thing, but I think sure. hopefully, you know, if, if we get on the show, maybe we can help them uh, bring some more people in and, Maybe eventually it'll it'll be in the regular package, but um, actually right now they're just testing it on that network and it's doing even better on that network and it's looking really good. Things are looking positive right now, but we won't know uh, for sure if we're going to go to series uh, wow. probably for about another month. Okay. Yeah. Well, excellent. Yeah, well, sure, I mean... sure would be nice, you know. We we get our own cereal box and then we can put like subscriptions. First subscriptions in there for uh, you know Destination America. You know, can we have a, like a doogie shaped uh, doogie shaped marshmallow? Yeah, that oh, pretty God. much be just one box with one marshmallow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a pretty big fella. You just have to buy the marshmallow and get the cereal later. Well, guys, tell me about the show. I mean, tell me about kind of um, you know how you came into it, and also like the case that that uh, was involved with the show. Um, you know, how you got to, to investigate that location and uh, what you guys did? Well, 
I guess uh, the first thing was uh, we actually got invited to go to uh, uh, Zach Bagan's Paranormal Challenge. Yeah. Um, and we'd done that back in, I think, 2011. And, you know, we'd done that show, not thinking much about it. I just thought, well, that's a cool experience. You know, they called us wanted us to be on there, so that was pretty cool. And uh, then when we got back, we just started doing our same thing again. And, uh, you know, one day, I, don't, I think Chris Chris got an email or, or I don't know how that all came about, but, you know, they were like, hey, you guys ever done a non-scripted TV show? And, and we were like, well, not not our own, you know. So yeah. we're, I think we were all like, yeah, let's let's do this thing. And, and you know, we shot a little well, bit. It's uh, and it's kind of been digging in our dream from day one uh, because you know we just you know kind of looking at ourselves from an outside perspective. I mean, I, I think we're some pretty interesting guys. And, you know, we like to get up and have a good time. And uh, you know, every time we're around somebody, if we go to some paranormal events or people's houses, I mean, we're you know we kind of become like instant family. I mean, people usually take uh, take us in, and you know. Uh, I think that's kind of the likability of, of the race chasers. Is, you know, we're just like some good old boys, and we're just like your family. I mean, people will invite us in their home and, and feed us. And, I mean, uh, from the start, Doogie and I, you know, kind of thought, well, you know, this would be a great idea for a show. You know, it would be really cool if we could do this on television, you know, kind of let everybody else share in on the, all the cool things that we get to experience. And, yeah, uh, there, was, there, was, there was a lot of nights Chris and I were sitting out on the porch like, for hours, like not, not an hour, but like hours, maybe like seven and a half, eight, <laughs> just looking at each other going, man, wouldn't it be nice to have a show, you know, the weekend? <laughs> yeah. And so maybe, maybe, maybe the dream that we had, you know, on the porch is going to finally come true. Yeah, uh, yeah. Really, really best of luck for you guys. I know it's been kind of a, it's been kind of a long road, but, uh, Hopefully things will be paying off here for you pretty soon. Uh, yeah. I wanted to talk yeah, about the the case that you guys were on that was featured in the show a little bit. Uh, what what was uh, apparently there was a family that was uh, had some activity in their home and uh, you guys kind of found it it might have been like kind of a multi generational thing. Uh, what was going on there in that in that home? Uh, I would, you know what? Uh, to be honest with you. Um, in my personal opinion, I think they may they may have had some and Dougie, I don't want, I don't even want to hear it, but some spiritual attachment. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> that's an inside joke. But uh I think that, you know, the the see the family lived in Gallatin and they had some, some paranormal things going on in their home there. And whatever it was was more of a I think an evil or demonic uh nature because of the things that it would do and what they would see and hear. And the things that they would experience would lead me to believe that it wasn't anything residual or anything else. It just it seemed to, to have a purpose, and that purpose was to call harm. Yeah. Um, but it followed them. So I think whatever it was, it was attracted to one or more of the family. Uh, I think since then they've moved. Uh, I'm not 100% sure. Do you? I think have, have they both moved or? I, the last I'd heard, I think I think he is still living in the house. Um, and as far as I know, there's there's no no type of activity that's been going on since. Um, so I mean, uh, that's a good thing, you know. I mean, because you know, we just we just try to do what we can do, do experiments and whatever, to try to you know help them however we can. And this was 
the idea of this uh, that we brought into this case with the devil's toy box, it was just one of those things like, you know, why not try it? You know, there's no there's no paranormal Bible out here or, or instruction manual. So you, ha- you have all these things that people say, oh, well, you need to be nice to the ghost. Oh, you need to do this. Well, we want to catch it in a box and go destroy it. Yeah. If that's possible, you know. Uh, so, I mean, if you can pull some real-life Ghostbusters stuff like the movies, you know, other than with those zapping packs, you know, why not try it? We could get proton packs. That'd be awesome. Uh, so, if anybody <laughs> wants to lend us some of them, yeah. proton packs, you know. You could have your own little, things. like, your own little mascot ghost, like Slimer, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But it sure would be nice, you know, like, to get a present, you know, on Saturday, like, proton packs or something. Tracy, won't you whip us up one of them things? <laughs> uh, well, I guess I can run up Oak Reed and see if they let me borrow some of that their plutonium stuff. <laughs> you get some plutonium. <laughs> I'm sure they'd let you just walk in and borrow some. <laughs> you can get one of them flux capacitors, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Had the, this, this case with um, this family... Uh, had it this this activity had it been following them? I know that that was kind of a new home that they were in. Had it kind of been following them from home to home before? From what they said, that's what it seemed like to us. Uh, yeah. Because you know some of the things that they experienced at the other house, they would experience at their new house, and I think it started off slow and then would increase. And uh, you know, it, uh, and you know they had a lot of kids. They had a lot of people in their family. They've got yeah. five kids. And, you know, so you know that's seven people living in one house, and you know there's there's a lot that could could go on there, and there's a lot to really worry about when you got five kids and you're having some of the stuff go on that they had go on. You know, we were glad to come in and try to help. Uh, they were, you know, one of the the nicest, uh, most genuine families we've ever met. You know, it was yeah. pleasure pleasure working with those guys, and you know they let us in their house. They let the production crew in the house and put up with us for like what like five days or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. It was a while, but uh, yeah, I think uh, I think whatever it was, it followed them. What was some of the activity that was going on? What what was that? Go ahead, Dave. He he was asking about the activity. Oh, go ahead. I I was just trying to see what the question was. (laughs) Oh yeah, what some of the activity that was going on in the in the house? They were having uh, a lot of shadows, uh, some big shadows, some smaller ones, uh, some little tiny shadows on the stairwell. Mm-hmm. They would hear voices. Uh, they would hear their family members calling their name or, or saying something, and then come to find out that the you know they weren't even there at the time. So uh, phantom footsteps. Uh, I think uh, Carrie had said that she had felt the presence uh, climbing bed with her at one point. Uh, you know, just really kind of dark darker stuff they they had a recording of, of hearing a, a really loud boom uh, mm. at their other house and uh actually while we were investigating there uh during the the pilot when we were filming we also had a really loud boom that happened uh while we were there but you know and we you know we don't know exactly what that is or even if it is paranormal but we have heard of it before you know some people claim that maybe it's a portal opening or, or yeah. some type of you know interdimensional something coming through I mean we don't know but that's that's a theory what what was possibly like the the link um, to this family I mean what uh, I I know there's something like in the show there was a little like historical about the Fort Bledsoe site Uh, what was kind of the link there 
Big. I was I was trying I was trying to hear what he was saying. To me. Oh, I mean about the uh, about Fort Bledsoe, about, oh, the, about uh, the about the link there with that family. Yeah, apparently uh, there, there's there's actually a cabin that sits at uh, the fort that actually belonged or had something to do with Sadilla's own family, and um, and I think I think his father, uh, you know, had a big part in a, in a lot of things out at the fort also, and you know that may be going back to the, to the war, posting back to the war. You know, that's something we don't know. We just tried to get a little bit of history on how they tied in. Yeah. And to see if that had anything, because they just lived, you know, just a few miles up the road from the fort, where a lot of, a lot of, you know, bloody battles went on. And um, you know, it's it's hard to say about this stuff. You know, it could tie back into that, or it could be just, you know, just I don't know, with everyday the, run of the mill. With the fort, it's, with the fort itself, it went all the way back to colonial period. Uh, so you had everything from colonial stuff to Indian to Civil War and all the way on up through modern day time with the events and stuff that went on at the fort, so it holds a lot of history and stuff. Yeah, and I think that's kind of important as to uh, all the stuff that went on um, with uh, kind of like the founding of this country, all kind of wars and things that, that went on. Like you said, it's almost like the land is haunted, and there's a lot of it in Tennessee that happened right. historically. Uh the Devil's Toy Box was a real interesting part. Uh, you know, for those people that are listening that are not familiar, what is a Devil's Toy Box, and how did you guys end up using it? We'll let Chasey take that one. Yeah. Let's get Chasey it's in here. It's basically a box that's got uh, six mirrors in it, and they all face in, we're toward each other. Yeah. It'll give that uh, infinite mirror type effect where it just keeps going on and on and on the image that's trapped inside uh, theory is that something gets trapped in there it can't get back out because the energy just bounces back off the mirrors so did you guys think you trapped something inside of it I, you know it's possible um, it was I, I can tell you this it was very strange what happened around the box I mean, all of our instruments were going off and it uh Seemed like uh, whatever it was was either around the box, attached to the box, or you know possibly in the box. Uh, you know, it's it's one of those things we'll probably never figure out. But yeah. uh, me personally, you know, if you want to know my opinion, I don't really necessarily think that anything's trapped in the box. Um, I do think that something was curious about the box, um, and it's really weird that we took it outside and we were getting the same type of readings uh, and the same direct responses to all of our questions. Uh, you know, when we were asking the questions and asking it to light up the K2 on the right or the left. See, and that's one of the things that you got to understand, too, on the show, uh, you know, they, they have to cut it down a lot, the editing. I mean, and this thing was responding, like, right on key. Uh, we would ask it to, to light one up on the right if yes or light one up on the left if no, and it was, it was doing that. But, you know, they took a lot of that out in the editing room, uh, unfortunately. Uh, but, you know, as investigators, that was, like, the most the cool and most important part to us it just happened to be you know one of the big parts they didn't include yeah so uh, what, ha- the, the, what was the ultimate uh, I loved exa- what what happened to the box at the end <laughs> the box is gone <laughs> <laughs> in a yeah, blaze well, of glory 
prejudice. Yeah, it was it, it was it was blown to smithereens. <laughs> yeah, you know, luckily, luckily, none of the rest of us were injured or uh, which is always a risk when you get safety right around. Yeah, I, I, I held safety at utmost importance during all that too. You guys yeah. wear your goggles when you when you. When oh you yeah, so hand protection goggles. Make, make sure the boys were safe. Yeah, yeah we well, all had you gotta do that. <laughs> I know Chasey, Chasey and Porter, which I'll let Chasey, you know, elaborate on it, but he, he and Porter had, had a pretty good experience while they were actually carrying the box outside. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, going back to the question, if you, if we actually think that we caught something in there, I don't know if we had something that trapped and would remain in the box, but I believe something was definitely intrigued by it and definitely... At least nothing else inside of it momentarily because when we picked it up to move it, to carry it outside to see if we could still get responses out in the yard, there was definitely yeah. something in there. It sounded almost like it was scratching or tapping on the box trying to get out. Uh, and it was almost a Ouija board effect because I accused Porter doing it and he accused me of doing it, but it wasn't there one of us. We were literally just carrying the box downstairs yeah. and there was definitely something in there moving around. So. And on our EVP recorder, we had strange, strange pops and, and, and all kinds of noise. I mean, we can't just put, you know, all the audio into the show, but <clears throat> the whole time there was these strange pops and stuff inside this box because we had recorders, you know, sitting on top of it. And that was a strange thing. Why were all these noises coming out of this box, you know? And that, that's when it was stationary. It wasn't none of us around it or moving or anything. That was when it was just in the upstairs hallway on its own. And nobody actually in the house, so. Wow. So it's kind of, is it kind of split? Like you guys, so some of you guys think you caught something and then uh, others, you, you think maybe you didn't catch anything in there? Like there was like maybe activity around it? Well, you know, if we caught something in there, which, you know, it very well could have been something in there because the whole time we had the box until, until you know, the big boom, um, you know, we had readings coming out of the box, and we, we had the box away from, you know, the, the site, you know. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, that tells us there was nothing at that house that was causing those readings because we were also getting them away from the house. I mean, we were in the middle of nowhere with right. no cell phone, no anything, and, you know, we were still getting readings. So, we, you know, we just decided to take it upon ourselves and, uh blow the smell of the rings out of it, you know, the, the family, they wanted to destroy the box, so what better way than with uh, some C4? <laughs> I think you guys actually managed to kill a ghost. That might be a first. <laughs> um, what are some of the other things that you guys are working on, like, you know, tech-wise that you have going on right now? Go ahead, Chris. <laughs> well, um, you know, I mean, Adam, as you know, we we've got uh, something pretty big that I'm really excited about uh, using. Um, you know, that, that you guys have, have worked on for us. You know, we've only seen videos. I know you and Joe, and, uh, and I, you know, obviously, I don't I don't want to, you know, say anything about what it is. I can just say that it's going to be really cool if we make it the series. That it's definitely going on the next episode. Uh, you know, it's one of those things where it's it's kind of an old style 
uh, thing that, that you know you guys have put the, the high tech uh, touch on. Well, you know he he is he is the man. You know he's got it going on. He's constantly coming up with uh, all kinds of projects and such. And, yeah, uh, I mean, I, I I had thought of the idea. I was just sitting around. I was like, you know, it'd be cool if we did this. And then I, I sent Joe a text and, and asked him. I was like, you know, and uh, I think like a month or something later, he had the thing. He had a video of it. Like, yeah. I was like, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, well, don't don't tell him to do something because he'll do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We we figure that out, man. And and it's most people out there don't know. You know, we we have a tech team. That is, is tag teamed up, and that that would be our man Adam that's here with us right now, yeah. that's hosting the show, and and Joe uh, with uh, what is it, Big E Frame? Yeah, yeah, that that's correct? our company. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, and like I said, we can't thank you guys enough, Sam, because you know, right there with us, you know, hey, let's think outside the box, you know, no pun intended, but you know, right. It's, it's time to bring, I think it's time to breathe a little life back into the paranormal community because, I mean, it's it's the same thing all the time. So, you know, it's time to change it up a little bit because apparently the same things aren't working because we're still out there, uh, you know, finding ghosts. So, you know, it's time to find a way to, hey, how do we get rid of this or how can we try to get rid of it or how can we transport this thing away from a family or how can we catch better evidence them the same the same routine you know because it's always the same oh it's full spectrum oh it's this oh it's that hey let's catch it in a box and blow it up why not yeah i mean there's well, no there's like, no time or reason to this what? stuff it's all paranormal and that's what people are going to have to understand it's paranormal right. you know you're who knows if you're blowing up uncle james or if you're blowing up you know a, a demon or, or what you're doing, you know, there's there's no science to this. Nobody knows what it is. You have the psychics out there, and I'm not I'm not banging that. You know, I'm just, that idea to me, you know, I'm not sure about it. You know, I'm not going to say I don't believe in it, but I'm not going to say that I do either. You know, it just, because some of the ones that we've de- dealt with in the past, you know, it's just kind of a bunch of blowing smoke, you know what I'm saying? Now, there's some that said some stuff that's kind of strange, but... You know, it's 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 all got its place, I guess, somewhere in this crazy paranormal world, though. One of the things I've noticed, you kind of bring up a good point there, Doogie, is um, there seems to be, like in a lot of these shows, that they're kind of just, uh, somebody brings something in, somebody introduces something like the full-spectrum camera. And, I mean, it's pretty cool for, you know, a little while, two or three shows, but then another show picks up on it, and then everybody's using it. And so right. it just it just becomes a little you know dull. So I think if you can bring something in that's that's interesting and fresh each time, uh, then ra- then rather it's just you know looking at the K two meter or something and, and asking it to light up, which seems like right. a lot of these shows are. Uh, you know if you if you're doing something interesting like blowing something up, <laughs> like the Devil Toy Box. I don't think I've seen that in anything else. So, yeah, you know, I mean, it's, you know, like I said, with the Devil's Toy Box, is something we looked into. Now, we're not we're not the, the, the creators of the Devil's Toy Box. We may be the first one that actually yeah. implemented it on national TV. But, you know, you know, this thing has gone back, I mean, hundreds and thousands of years, you know, about these boxes and trapping things inside of it by putting writing on them and, and different things. You know, this is just... 
this is just another aspect of uh, trial and error, you know. I mean, that's all the paranormal is, is trial and error. If you don't try it, how do you know it doesn't work? Sure. We get a lot of flack. We get a lot of flack from people, but who who makes them an expert in the paranormal? If somebody says they're an expert at paranormal, then I think they need to go lay on the couch and talk to a guy. Because <laughs> you know, it's there's there's no experts out here. All you do is take what information you get and how you got it, and wrap it up and be like, okay, this is a good way to get an EVP, or this is a good way to get a shadow person on camera, or this is a good way to do a snapshot. But I mean, it's the same thing. So why not go go further? You know, that's the point. If you don't have any drive or you don't think further along than what's already here, then what's the point in doing it when you're going to get the same thing every time? Right. Well, one of the things that there seems to be a certain uh, kind of, you know, this is like a, a paranormal investigating is a field of where you people have, um, you know, it should be fresh ideas each time. You know, there, 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 nobody knows exactly what is going on. Nobody has any real idea of, you know, what's going on unless you, you know, you die, you know, uh, and that's that's when you know. But uh, I've noticed that some people in the paranormal field are just so adamant about certain things. Um, right. And for instance, one of those things is, is that, you know, we were at this paranormal convention. Uh, you know, Joe, as you mentioned, he was selling his... Uh, one of his earlier incarnations of the ghost paper and you know that that's if anybody doesn't know that's where you you put it down on the floor and it's the idea the same idea of putting like the talcum powder except you've got a you've got a pad that you're using and supposedly you know you can get like uh you know handprints or footprints or or what have you and this lady was so adamant with us that ghosts do not have feet so how would they leave footprints well, how does she know that? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I mean that's and, and the ghost paper is, is is great. And on the show, I think we we call them the race pads. Yeah. And these things these things are great for paranormal investigation. I mean, because you can either sprinkle powder all over someone's floor to see if you get footprints, or you can put this thing down and see if there's any heat variation. It's cool if you get a footprint, but it's a footprint. But if you can actually tell that this stuff actually has thermal temperature, and, and even mass for that that part because it's going to press down on it, so that just that's just two things that you can prove right there if you can get it caught. Yeah, I mean it's just it's a wonderful it's a wonderful thing to implement around whatever you're doing, whatever new project you're doing around the K two meter, around anything. Yeah. Uh, you know, line a whole floor with them, you know, and see, see if you get anything. It's just another tool to help, to collect evidence, so it's perfect for It's supplemental to other things that you're doing, you know. Yeah. And a lot of what other people don't understand, too, is that, um, you know, you guys have been doing a show, and what you see is like, a, what, 45 minutes? With, with commercials, it's an hour, but 45 minutes. And... You don't see all the time that's invested into doing an investigation, which is mostly you guys probably just sitting around monitor, monitoring something. Yeah, I mean that's that's a lot of what this is. You 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 go in there and you push it for a while. You push it. Uh, you you you're nice to it, and then you know you you try to uh, stir it up a little bit to try to get something going. But when you're not doing that, you're sitting back waiting. 
you know, because yeah. this stuff doesn't happen on TV. I mean, that's that's the part about it. It looks glamorous on TV. Yeah, you're just going there. Yeah, go come out. You know, get my 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 travel job. I had. Yeah, I mean, but it's, it's people, not that easy. People don't see us sitting in a room for four hours and start talking to what appears to be nothing and not getting no response back. It's <laughs> a little disheartening when it's like that, but that's just part of it. And it was all nonstop action. Everybody would be doing it. But like I said, when it's slow and you're having to grind on, that's just part of it. And that's what makes you dedicated to continuing on with it. You know, when you've got, when you've got, you know, I know when we're we're out, each of us have a recorder. There's you know six, eight, twelve cameras, handhelds, DVR. You have to go back and watch all that. You have to right. go back and listen to stuff. It's a right. six hour six hours audio on five different recorders, and you know ten, twelve different cameras. I mean, it's a lot a lot of time in it. That, you know you can't put all of it in forty five minutes. You know, it's just you just you just can't do it, and uh, you just have to put the bits and pieces. Nobody sees the the rough part where you're sitting at a table listening to audio and watching video for ten or eleven hours. You know. It's, yeah, it's, it's like you, you might be watching a picture of a shelf for like five hours or something. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I commend you guys' patience because I just don't have that much time. <laughs> Uh, it, gets a, it, it gets hard sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> it gets us it in is. a padded running quick. Yeah, uh, and another thing too, you know, interesting that you guys did before. Uh, you mentioned the uh, paranormal challenge. Uh, you know, Doogie, you guys were in the um, uh, the South Pittsburgh Hospital, and Doogie put on like a lab coat, and you know, was trying to make it kind of like look like the time that you know the ghost would have been in. So I thought that was interesting too. So you yeah. guys are, I think, thinking in the right direction as far as trying to come up with new and interesting things to do. Right. Well, I mean, that's that's part of implementing new new equipment, but it also goes back to just, you know, thinking, okay, if it is a ghost, you know, in the aspect that, that you know, a majority of people think, you know, they're trapped somewhere where they, they used to be or where they were comfortable or where they weren't comfortable and they just can't leave there. But... You know, role-playing is a big part of what we do because not necessarily in a house, you know, we're, we're more trying to, to, you know, be careful in a house, especially where somebody lives. But if you're in one of these old places that abandoned, abandoned or or like the old hospital at South Pittsburgh, something like that, where we were at during, during uh, the Travel Channel show, um, you have to role play. Why not put a doctor's jacket on and act like a doctor to see if you can spin something up? Or if you're you're at an old uh, iron working place, you know, act like a worker. You know, say some of the things they might have said. Start working on something. Yeah. See if that kicks up any activity. You know, role playing is a big part of this because if they come out and all of a sudden, you know, if they can be tricked at all, then they're going to think, hey, that's another worker, or hey, this is a doctor, or you know what I'm saying? It's just. You know, it's all trial and error, but, you know, at least try to do something to, to, to get some activity because when you do, you may only get like a yes, a no, or a hmm, or, you know, just just little bits and pieces. And that's what's so frustrating about this is because we haven't found a way to get full sentences to communicate back and forth. And I guess that's the reason what that keeps you driving. You know, you get just enough to keep you intrigued and keep you going 
to try to find, you know, a better answer or a better um, a better piece of audio or a better piece of visual uh, evidence. You know, it just tags you along the whole way and it keeps you intrigued. I did want to talk about, too, um, you know, kind of, since Chasey Ray is here, he wasn't here last time, you know, kind of like your guys' ideas um, on what ghosts are, since you do look for them. Uh, you know, you guys are informed, I believe. Like, there's there's not a lot of groups out there that I've seen that are very informed by Christianity. Uh, but you guys are. And um, I just kind of wanted to know, like, kind of like what your... We did talk about this a little bit, but... I like your perspective on you know what you think they are, and I think you guys kind of a couple of you have kind of like differing views on it too. Yeah, um, well, I know like Chris, uh, Chris and Porter and Brandon, um, you know they 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 think pretty much the same on it. Yeah, you know a lot of things we think a lot alike on, but you know Chasey has a different version. You know I have a different version. Chris has a little different version than maybe Porter, um, but that's that's what makes it unique because we can all go to the table. We're, we're not all bullheads saying, no, that's not the way it is. You know, we bring all of our knowledge from from their their background as missionary Baptists, mine being, uh, you know, kind of a non-denominational, but I grew up a little bit, you know, in the Catholic Church, and then, yeah. you know, I'm not really sure, you know, J.C., I know he grew up as, I'm I was raised General Baptist, but I've, I've predominantly gone to the Methodist Church uh, for the past several years. So it's it's all what you truly believe in in your heart and in your head, and you just come up with your own theory of what we're truly de- dealing with out there, and you just kind of make your own conclusion. Ain't nobody right and ain't nobody wrong. So yeah. it's, it's really just everybody coming together and putting their thoughts in on it. What what do you what is your conclusion uh, for everything that you've done, seen, um, Chasey? What is your conclusion on uh, what ghosts are? Oh, uh, of course I I ain't no means one hundred percent positive, but sometimes I don't know if it's something that's just really tugging at your heart and soul, making you want to believe that it might be your mother, it might be your father, something along that line of thought, but it'd be nice to know that you actually think that there is something beyond just the end, just death itself, and that's over with, to make you really happy that you know that you might have another place to go after that, so that's that's just kind of my sense on it, I'm not really sure at all what we're really out there talking to, but that's the reason why we keep doing this, maybe give us a sense of what we're really out there trying to look for and find. It's all about finding answers. You know, we all have our faith. We're all, you know, every one of us is a a Christian, you know, on on this thing. And, you know, we believe in what the Bible says, and we all interpret the Bible a little different than one another. But, you know, the the main thing is we believe that there there is the big man upstairs. And what he has down here on Earth is totally different than what he has where he's at. So, you know, and it tells you, you know, if he pulled the veils off your eyes, that you, you probably wouldn't be able to stand it. Um, so who knows what that means? You know, is, is there other things roaming around here 
Uh, me as a little having Catholic background, you know, there's there's a thing called purgatory. Okay, mm-hmm. some people believe that, some people don't. But if there's purgatory, where is that place? Where is that holding place? Is it here on Earth, just in a different maybe dimension, or are we all intermingling in a, in a different form or fashion? We're living a life. And we're living now, but <clears throat> purgatory is living their same life as they used to, you know, 30 years ago in the same spot, but we just can't see it, you know. Yeah. I don't, I don't really know. You know, it's just one of those things we're still trying to find answers for. And, of course, you know, Chris, he has a little different, you know, he has a little different outlook on it also. What is your outlook on it, Chris? Well, you know, I was I was born and raised missionary Baptist, and you know, I'm a Christian, and I was I was always taught to believe that, uh, you know, when you die, you either go to heaven or you go to hell, and there is no uh, middle ground. And so I I absolutely believe that, but I don't think everything's a demon or an angel. Uh, you know, I mean, just think about the vastness of space. I mean, there's so much that we don't know about everything. I mean. These could be extraterrestrials, interdimensional beings. I mean, these could be yet yeah, demons, angels. Um, there's, there's so many different types of theories. I mean, it can be just you know environmental things affecting uh, us and our minds. I mean, it could be uh, you know because they're still picking up radio waves from like Vietnam or something. Yeah. So I mean, there's a lot of ways that we can explain these things away with science. I believe in a lot of scientific theories. But I also believe in you know demonic activity and um, but you know one but pretty much the only thing that I don't believe in is is that these are people that are stuck somewhere just because I was taught to believe uh, you know what the Bible says and and I don't uh, I, I just don't believe that that when you die you're stuck in between you either go to one place or the other yeah but I'm up for anything else I mean residual hauntings I think a number of the things that we investigate are, are mainly residual just you know energy that just keeps repeating itself on a loop i mean energy never is destroyed it just changes its form yeah and that's something i've heard of too with the residual hauntings um you know especially with like what's here in tennessee uh i heard something like limestone can be can be some kind of conductor for that i've heard that theory which you know in tennessee there's a bunch of that uh, yeah, I mean, so a lot of different types of stone. I mean, running water. Yeah. Some people say, you know, wood absorbs things. I mean, there's a there's a lot of scientific theories out there that that are you know pretty legit if you think about it. And I've I've heard things about you know that there could be an element of time maybe involved that uh, <laughs> you guys are maybe seeing or hearing these ghosts that are around and then they might be in like 1800, 1860 or something seeing like some weird guys with some uh, weird devices in their hands materialized right in front of them so there's just a number of possibilities oh yeah, definitely <laughs> anything's possible if they could sell Jared Garcia in a bag anything's possible <laughs> Well, I'm sorry that uh, Porter wasn't here to, today. I was get him in here. He owes me a show, by the way. So <laughs> all to himself. Uh, what's next for you guys? What's uh you know what what what's the plans uh, that you guys are going to have? Um, what are your hopes for the show? Um, you know what's going to happen? Well, 
We're going to Disneyland. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you know, hopefully, hopefully we'll get the show and we'll get to, you know, do this for a living. You know, they'll pay us to go yeah. find ghosts and, and keep everybody entertained with all our silliness. I mean, that, that's our lifelong goal and dream is just to be able to do, uh, you know, do it just like Jason and Grant done it, just like, you know, Zach and, and the Ghost Adventures guys, and, you know, just to be able to travel around, travel the world and, and hunt ghosts and, you know, get paid to do it would be, I mean, uh, that would be a phenomenal blessing if we could, you know, make that happen. I mean, of course, you know, it, it's possible, but, you know, it's also possible that, that the show won't go through, and if so, we'll still keep on ghosts and we'll, we'll still keep doing what we do. Yeah. Where's it? We want to introduce people to the way we do things, not the way Jason and Grant do things, not the way the Ghost Adventure crew does things. Absolutely. Uh, you know, we want we want to try to keep keep it real. Uh, we were taught we were taught some good lessons by a, a dear friend of ours, Rob Fabiani, that was with yeah. uh, Normal Cops or Paranormal Detectives, and yeah. uh, we still stay in good contact with him all the time, and uh, you know. It's about keeping it real, but introducing people to the way you do things. You know, some people may not like it. You know, that's fine. You know, everybody has their own things and the ways they want to do things. But we just want to show everybody the way we do it. We have fun doing it, and we don't take it so serious that you know people. We shun other people away because it's some of these people are just like you don't do it our way, then we won't associate with you. Well, that's not us. You do it your way. If we can interweave it the way we do it, we'll try that too. You know, we're up to do anything because we're trying to find answers. And you can't find answers if you're 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 just fake narrow minded, you know. Yeah, I mean we don't we don't have a seal of approval because, you know, we're who are we to to put our approval on anybody's, you know, techniques or their methods. I mean I think uh there are some I I know there's a big one out there that, you know, they they have you apply on their website to see if if you're like a legit ghost hunter, and, you know they'll give you this little this little stamp of approval you can put on your website, and you know that's uh, that's retarded, man. I mean, you can you pay like six hundred dollars or something. Yeah, I mean <laughs> nobody can tell you how this is done. I mean, it, we all have you know trial and error, and you, you know you learn what works best for you. But there's no right way of doing it. I mean, this is not ghost. I mean. And I, I guarantee you one more thing. We definitely have more fun than probably some other people out there doing it. Because if you ain't having yeah. fun, ain't no sense doing it to start with. Yeah, that's for sure. Well, when you got Chasey Ray with the with the uh, the blue popsicles, I mean, <laughs> it's I always a good time. I just keep them around for Doogie. They're like little Doogie snacks. They, he, yeah. he enjoys them quite well. <laughs> well, well, I've had the privilege. Them every now and again. I've had the privilege, guys, of actually investigating with you, and uh, you guys are you guys are really down to earth. Uh, you know, you like to cut up and have fun, and uh, you don't take things too seriously. And uh, you're serious about what you do, but you don't take things too seriously. Let me put it that way. And you know, you're, uh, you know, I just I just wish the uh, the best for you guys and the show. And uh, when is the show going to air next? Um, July 12th. Uh, it's July Friday 12th. night, July 12th. That'll be 9 p.m. Central Time. And that's on Destination America. On Destination America, yeah. And uh, if it if it does well this time, as I understand, I think this is the last time they're going to air it. And uh, if it does well, 
and we'll hopefully get to go to series and we'll start shooting pretty soon. Uh, so you guys will be able to see more of us, you know, probably, I'd say, beginning of the next year or something like that. Excellent. Uh, well, so everybody just, you know, keep in mind, Ghostland Tennessee on July 12th on Destination America for people that have Destination America that, that are listening to the show. Uh, yeah, if you don't, get it. <laughs> there's, a lot, there's actually a lot of great shows on there. There's, there's yeah. a guy that eats up with bacon, and it makes me hungry. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, yeah, everybody, you know, if you don't get to catch us on Destination America, if you don't have a station or whatever, look yeah. us up on our website. It's tnwraithchasers.com. Excellent. And yeah. uh, you can get on there and check out all of our stuff or find us on Facebook or Twitter. Uh, just type in... All of our names, Doogie, Porter, Chris, Brandon, Chasey, uh, TWC on Twitter, you know, at Chasey TWC, at Chris TWC, and the th- same thing on Facebook. Look up Doogie TWC, Chris TWC, Porter TWC. Well, no. You ain't going to find Chris TWC on Facebook. I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm not a Facebooker. <laughs> yeah, he he's kind of took a break from Facebook, but you can you can still you can just just get on there. You know, you can check us out. We're on the social media, so check us out. Check the website out, and you can keep up with what's going on with us. Excellent. Chris, Chris ain't allowed on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, they, they kicked me out. Well, he before we go, <laughs> before we go, guys, Chasey Ray, do you have any words of wisdom? Oh God. If you're going to eat dog food, make sure it's the best I got because cheap stuff tastes like crap. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing could be better said. You guys stay on the line. I'm going to end this segment. And uh, I'll be uh, back here with another interview on Conspiranormal. here on Conspiranormal, once again, Lukeless, and uh, this is your host, Adam, if nobody knows me by now, and on the line, I have Joe, his daughter, Mirage, and her friend, Shay, and they make up the uh, team that does the paranormal battle called the Seeker, spelled P-S-Y-K-E-R-S, and paranormal battle is the only place that you can go to see uh, Michael Jackson go up against Jesse James or Abraham Lincoln fight Bernie Mac in a battle to the death. And uh, <laughs> so, Joe, uh, I just want to bring you on and we'll get the girls in here in a second. But uh, explain to me what paranormal battle is 
And also, you've been on this show before explaining your whole like out of body experiences, but if you can kind of go into that a little bit so we can set the stage for what it is that you're doing. Yeah, um, Paranormal Battle is a show that I thought of so that we can actually practice our outer body stuff and at the same time show the world that the other side exists. Okay. We're trying to be scientific about it, so we will show evidence of paranormal stuff during the show. And the celebrities that we have fighting, they're not necessarily fighting to the death. They're just competing to, you know, to best the other person. They're trying. Well, they're already to... dead, so they can't fight to the death. So. <laughs> right. So that's pretty much it. We just wanted to create a fun way of showing paranormal stuff. Okay. Well, what got you interested in uh, in doing this kind of like show? Um, just uh, just the shows on TV like Ghost Hunters and Ghost Adventures, things like that got me interested and. You, you kind of got me interested, too, for dragging me down to some of those conventions. Yeah. It's my fault, eventually. <laughs> uh, well, we just had Tennessee Ray Chasers on, and they told me to tell you say hi. And, uh, you know, we've got some uh, experiences going on investigating with them, which we can kind of talk about later. But... Uh, <clears throat> let me uh, bring the girls on. Girls, introduce yourself. Who you are? Hi, I'm Shay. And Hi, I... Shay. Hi. <laughs> and Mirage. What are you going to ask us? Questions. Uh, really? So, how did this all get started for you guys? And uh, what did, what is it you guys are doing to uh, talk to spirits? Well, it all got started with Joe, like, um, Mirage had told me about it a while back like it was forever ago and she's talking about how they were doing outer body and she explained it all to me because Joe had started getting her to do it with him and um, she explained it to me and I thought it sounded really cool because he helped me, he like explained it to me too and pretty much I started getting into meditating too and from there on now I've been like doing it ever since Okay Mirage what about you? pretty much the same thing like my dad he just has always been curious about the ride so he introduced it to me one day because he said that he used to do it when yeah. he went to sleep but he wanted to try a new theory of us just trying to do it just closing our eyes and meditating so it's different from going out of body when you're asleep to when you're just sitting there in silence I guess Okay, so when you're uh, what happens when you go out of body? What, what do you, you mean do? Exactly? Well, what do you do to go out of body, and then what happens once you're there? Well, to go out of body, I mean, I don't think this is the same with everyone, but sure. this helps us. We use like this app on our phones. Um, what is it called? It's like Binaural Beats or something, and. We set it to a point that helps us meditate easier and just 
pretty much we just close our eyes and tell ourselves that we're going to get out of our body and start walking and start moving. And to, when I first started, I had to feel everything before I even tried to go out of body. So I knew what everything felt like. And I was trying to get that same feeling when I closed my eyes, which was pretty awesome when I did feel it. Yeah, when, um, when I go out, okay, whenever I go out and meditate, I had a little trouble at first. Maraj was doing pretty good because she had started before me. So I had to do the same thing as her. I had to touch things before I went out her body so I could remember how they felt. So when I would go out, I could, like, feel my arm. So if I was laying on the couch going out to meditate, I would reach my arm out, out her body, and I'd just have my eyes closed still, and I'd just, like, extend it. And my arm doesn't touch all the way to the floor when I'm laying on the couch, but when I was out of body, my arm would stretch, and I'd feel the floor, and then I'd, like, slowly slide off the couch, and I'd get up, and then I'd be out. And I'd either take an elevator, which is like a portal kind of, or I'd actually jump through a portal to go places I need to go. So, yeah, like Mara said, it's different with everybody. Like, we have to use blindfolds so we can, like, it keeps us more focused. Yeah. How much does it usually, like, what's, like, how long does it usually last one of these experiences? Well, sometimes it lasts five minutes, but if you try really hard, you could actually make it a little bit longer, maybe even ten minutes is the max. Well, that's different with me because when I didn't feel like going to bed one day, I just laid down and I told myself that I'd just go out of body for a little bit just to, like, you know, have fun, just go anywhere I wanted to. And I told myself I'd stay out for 30 minutes, and that's exactly what I did. And I fell asleep right after. Okay. So, what, like, how are you contacting these, like, spirits of dead people? You know, what happens? What, what happens when you're, when you're talking to somebody that's, like, that's dead? Well, pretty much whenever we're trying to get anybody to come, like, if I were to ask for my grandmother to come, I would stand there and I would request for her to stand there, be in my presence right then and there. And I will say, I want my grandma mama to be here right now, right this second. I want it to be her. And when she shows up and I ask her who she really is and show her real self, then she'll show her real self. So if it's not her, the person, whoever it is trying to be her or show up, will change into their self because I don't know, it's weird they have to be truthful no matter what outer body. But, yeah, that's pretty much how it is. Sometimes it's different with other people. Let's ask much. To me, whenever I ask for somebody, you know, dead, for their spirit to come talk to me and, like, interact with me, usually, you know how people can set their own ringtone or their own background on their phone and it's, uh -huh. like, customizable? Uh-huh. Well, whenever I ask for someone... Usually they have, like, their own customizable way they come in. Like, who was it? It was Einstein. I asked for Einstein to come talk to me, and when he showed up, fireworks were sparking everywhere, and that doesn't usually happen with everyone that I asked for, so I thought that was pretty cool. And it's just like talking to a normal, like, person that's alive. They talk the same way, they act the same way, but I guess, they can do more. They have powers. Okay. So, like, so every time that you've asked for somebody, they usually show up, like, on demand, like Einstein, you ask for him and he just shows up? Well, not 
technically all the time, but usually that happens. Like with my recent experience with Jesus, that did not happen. I showed up to where he was at when I asked for him. I want to talk about that a little later, Mirage, because that's interesting. But all right. uh, so most of the time, though, somebody uh, when you ask for them, they pretty much show up. Yeah. Okay. So tell us about paranormal battle. Like, you know, what's kind of the concept there? What's uh, I mean, what what are you guys what are you guys doing with paranormal battle? Well, basically, like my dad said, we just sit down put in our beats and we meditate and we just ask for celebrities to come onto our show and move all the the sensors and stuff we have on the table and okay. what else we do for the shows like after we meditate and do our stuff we explain what we saw and what was said and what was done and then we'll also explain what experiments we're using and everything else like what sensors we're using or anything Sometimes when we're trying to determine who, like, is the winner, we can't really do that on the spot because we have to go into editing the video and stuff to see if there is actually, like, any shadows or right. any, like, EVPs or anything. So, so, like, what kind of equipment are you guys using in the show? And, Joe, feel free to, to hop in on this if you need to. We're using anything we can get a hold of. The spirits actually told us that it's not not one thing will work to detect them, but they're promoting um, wood, glass, and water. They usually tell us to use those that stuff. So if the equipment is wood-based somehow, we're, we want to do something with wood. I still haven't figured that one out yet. Um, I, we can... Show number four, we get some shadows on wood, which was interesting. Um, mm-hmm. One of the software that we're using is from MIT that actually analyzes the finer details in the video. It goes from one frame to the next frame and it analyzes the color differences and it, it actually amplifies some of the evidence we've got. And that's on show number four. Everybody can see that. The um, other equipment we use is stuff we make. We made um, ghost pad, which will show thermal changes on the pad, which is pretty interesting. We haven't actually got any evidence with our pad, but um, a show called um, what was that show, Raj? The um, ah on television. Anyways, they made their the own Tennessee pad Wraith Chaser? Oh, no, the um, Haunted Collector? Yeah, yeah, the Haunted yeah. Collector. Um, he, they made a sample pad, and they actually have footprints show up on it because they actually have a thermal camera pointed at it at the same time. So really interesting. I, w- I want to be able to get a hold of our own thermal camera. It may yeah. be a while, though. They're still kind of pricey. An- another... Um, if you got a spare $10,000... Yeah. Another one of our things is our static sensors. Um, that's a simple circuit that's on the Internet, but it determines if there's static electricity in the air, and then it'll change the lights that we've designed. We haven't gotten any evidence with that yet, but um, when they go out of body, we try to tell them to educate the ghosts on how to use some of the stuff. Because from what we're... What we're 
seeing is the ghosts, they don't even know how to interact with people on this side. They're thinking, you know, it's the same way, but there's a disconnect there. So we're trying to fill in the gap. Yeah. So, I mean, basically what you're doing is, is that the girls are going, uh, the kind of the concept of the show is the girls are going out of body and then they're contacting these different people, these different spirits, and they're telling them to interact with what you have there on the, uh, in, on the set, so to speak. And right. the, the, you'll look at it later and see if there was any kind of manipulation has anything happened like while you were doing it? I know you go back and look at the um, evidence later, but has anything happened that you've seen while you were filming? Um, not during the show, but what got us wanting to do the show was we had a tripod actually move like three separate times on us, and nobody was even around this tripod, but it was definitely yeah. like older guys that would shake right in front of our eyes so and they were outer body at the time they weren't necessarily directly manipulating the tripod like Shay the first time we saw it she said she was dancing around it but she wasn't even touching it so we're trying to figure out the math behind it you know the physics like like why or how did this happen you know so we're still trying to do that one cool thing though on the show is we've been getting our our um our sensor to go off the vibration sensor a lot and nobody's even around this thing so like different episodes it's been going off and uh there's a sensitivity level to it so we were kind of experimenting with it but uh, like the bernie Mac show he was messing with it and it was going off so to us, that's paranormal. None of us were moving or anything in the room. The room's, like, separated from everything else, you know. Maybe a big truck drove by. I don't know that, but uh, <laughs> it's still pretty interesting, so. So, I mean, so far, what's been, like, the best um, kind of evidence that you've gotten? The coolest um, evidence we got was that shadow walking a dual shadow, like two people walking by on show number four. Okay. And uh, it's real interesting because I'm the only one next to the camera. So even if it was me, who's the second person, you know, that walked by? And it wasn't me, I swear, because I wasn't moving. I was just standing there. So <laughs> it's interesting. Like these two shadow figures walk in front of me and it, and it shows it slow on the on the YouTube video, but it's actually half speed. So they were actually going pretty quick by, by that. And I, I actually caught that accidentally because yeah. I was looking at the table of evidence, but not the wooden post that was next to it. So I had to zoom in on that. that that's probably the best evidence. We haven't gotten any EVPs yet. We're still trying to um, get some recorded evidence that way. So let me ask the girls, um, when they go out of body and they talk to these, um, when they talk to these, these spirits and such, um, how do you, I'm just, just to play devil's advocate for a little bit, how, how do you girls know, like, you know, you're having a real experience? How do you know that it's not like a dream or something or like a, you're hypnotized or something like that? Because 
like a skeptic could look at that and say, oh, they're just hypnotized or it's like a, a mass hallucination. Uh, how do you go, how do you girls know that like this is a real a real thing that you're doing? Well, you would pretty much know if it's a dream because you'd be asleep. I guess you know because it actually feels like you're up and you're walking around. You can feel everything. Okay. I mean, if, if you were to, like, touch the wall and touch the ground, you'd be able to feel like you regularly would. Okay. The thing so, that really, like, really, like, strikes my mind, like, with that is that you know when you read a book and most people can visualize what's going on and stuff like that? Well, my dad, when he reads a book, he just sees black. He doesn't visualize it. He just sees words. That's it. And, I mean, I guess that's kind of what we do. We visualize, but everything feels real at the same time. Okay. All right. Interesting. So, I mean, describe some of these interactions. Like, you know, who are some of the people that, the, that, you've, that you've spoken to? Well, the first person that I ever went to talk to was my guardian angel. That was the coolest one. I'm, I think that was the coolest one because, you know, it was my first time, and I was really amazed because, you know, I never think I'd see something like that. I mean, I'm sure someone could think of something like that, but it just felt totally real. Okay, that's not on the show, though. That's, like, another experience, right? Yeah, that's okay. like way before we even started the show. Okay. See, there was this, um, when I first started, one of the experiences that were, like, the best, I guess, was, like, the second time. It's like, when I first started doing this outer body and meditating, the second person I ever talked to, other than my grand angel, was my grandma. Okay. And she had died um, a little bit before I was born. And I never got to meet her. It was my dad's mom. And it was life-changing because, for one thing, I had never met her, but it felt like I've known her my whole life, like she's been around me all the sure. time. And the reason it felt so real is because when she saw me, I guess she saw me how she would have remembered me, which was I was like a really little kid, almost like our little sister Quinn's age. And I had held her, and I cried, and it felt so real. I could smell her. She felt like the, her perfume she'd wear all the time, and I could feel her warmth and everything. It was so real, and it was one of the best experiences I've ever had. Was there anything, like, when you had that experience with her, was there anything that she might have told you or said that uh, yeah. you, you went back and checked with your father later? Yeah. Um, there was this one experience, like, she had said that she didn't mean what she had said to my mom. And I talked to my dad about it. My okay. And what she actually had told my mom is she told my mom the day that my parents were getting married that she was, if she marries my dad that day, she's ruining my father's life. And obviously she wasn't, she was wrong, but she said she was sorry about that and sorry about everything she's ever said. So it was true, and I was pretty amazed. Wow, that is pretty amazing. So, I mean, there, there's no way you would have known that. No. Okay. Like, well, some of the, like, these other, um, th these other things that you've talked to on the show, these spirits, like, what's some of the other interactions that you've had, you guys have had with them? Well, Shay went out a few, like, 
shows ago, and she was talking to Brittany Murphy, and okay. okay, she said that not specifically that she committed suicide, but she did like you know lead on to that, but she could have been talking about something else. But that's just what we got from it. But people may think you know that this is all lie and stuff, but this is exactly what they said to us, and. You know, we're free to take a lie detector test if anyone wants us to, but, yeah, she was just saying that, but people are saying that she died from something else, but, I mean, how could it be a lie if she told us that? Okay. Shay, is there anyone that stands up, it stands out in your mind so far, the people that you've talked to? Well, I guess, um, I guess when Raj went out to go talk to Jesus, I don't know if you're going to ask about this later, but... I found it pretty, like, weird how he couldn't come see her. She had to go see him. That's one okay. of the things that stood out for me. Okay. I mean, just, like, personally, like, when you went out, though. Um, nothing really stands out much because I'm, like, so used to it now. It seems so normal. I mean, everything's, like, kind of normal to me. I guess when I go out and I ask for someone, it's like I'm actually just talking to a like you, Joe, or Mirage. Okay. And there's, like, this one experience I've had that was pretty pretty cool. I guess I've talked to my higher self, which is pretty weird. Um, my higher self is, like, pretty much me, but, like, the God of me. I guess it's kind of hard to explain. But um, it's, like, I don't know how to explain it. How would you explain it, Mirage? Well, a higher self to me would be just me and all, like, other parts of me, I guess, all, you know, completed into one. I guess that's how I would explain it. I don't know. Okay. Interesting. So tell me about, and I know this is going to be coming up here pretty soon, and your dad doesn't have it posted yet, but I want to talk about it. So uh, when you went out to see Jesus... Okay. What exactly was going on? I, I know I, I know Jesus like uh, doesn't win or something, but well, we were doing our show and it was Jesus against Steve Jobs, which I was I thought was funny because you know Steve Jobs like the god of the iPhone. He brought us the iPhone, which is amazing. But, I joked um, with your dad that uh, that uh, some people think that's the same person, so. <laughs> yeah. You can get them too mixed up. But um anyways, I went out of body to, you know, interview Jesus and have him say something like have him tell me something that he would like to tell the world and if he had any children when he was um alive and I went to him and before we started our show I talked to him before but it was kind of different but before I talked to him. He was in a village place. I had no clue where I was at. And on the show, he was in that same place. And I asked him why he was there and why he wouldn't show up to come talk to me. And he said because he he did wrong with his father, which everyone knows, probably God, you know. But um, I asked him what he did, and he said it was a long story that he was just you know stuck there kind of like 
people would perceive hell to be stuck there for eternity or whatever. But then on our on our free time, I think it was it was the next day after we talked to him, right? Yeah. And I went in our free time. I went to go talk to him again, so I could ask him like what he did because I have time now. He can tell me the story of what he did or whatever. And he said that God told him that there was no hell and that he shouldn't think that there's a hell or anything. And God, God said, if you don't believe me, I'll show you. And he put his hands on Jesus's head and he showed him that there was no hell, but Jesus said that he did see a hell. So he felt like he was going mental or insane or something and that something was wrong with him. So pretty much he told me that he's there in the village of his birthplace dressed in all black like a nun and he's you know punishing himself because he felt that he shouldn't be different from everyone but he felt that was wrong with him to be different okay what did you I mean what did you think of that I honestly thought it was kind of stupid to punish yourself for you know seeing something like it was obviously well, I'm not going to say that that was wrong because God said that there's no hell, but if he saw it, then that's what he saw. He shouldn't be punishing himself for, you know, seeing that. And so you said earlier that he had to come to, you had to come to him instead of him coming to you like all the rest of them. Yeah. So that's, okay. It's interesting. Um, what else can I ask? Joe, what are your thoughts on that? I thought it was pretty cool. The um, it's a, it's like he's punishing himself for something that that God thinks doesn't exist. But I think all of us as a collective, we're making our own problems, you know. And and Jesus isn't seeing it right. He's you know he's seeing a hell, but maybe it's because we're all creating our own hell and so he's living in his own nightmare you know he, he's stuck in a place so Mirage actually also told him to get over himself and to start answering people's prayers which I thought was pretty cool you know like dude really you're you're all butthurt because because you saw something that God said didn't exist you know so that's sort of what we got from that you know, okay. I, I, I think, I think um, also there there were other people in the village, and they were all dressed the same. It was it was strange, you know. So I don't know if she actually, if that was Jesus, but I believe it was because she believed, you know, Mirage believes she saw it, you know. But I can't, you know, that, that's what the show's about. We're trying. We wanted Jesus to show up at our show so we can get some paranormal evidence. But we end up being, you know, getting sidetracked with something, you know. But maybe somebody would learn something from this. So Steve Jobs ended up winning just by default? Yeah, the show's not been posted yet, but so far it's won. We're still analyzing some of the, the results. Gotcha. Okay. Well, I mean... I think, you know, I've talked many times, Joe, and, like, my... You know, my 
my position, anybody listening to the show kind of knows my position, is that I, I don't really trust what's going on and like the quote-unquote other side. Uh, I would be very leery to trust anything. And so that's just kind of my position and how I feel about it. Uh, yeah, you're you're building up your own wall. You know, that's what everybody does. You need to, everybody's got to tear down that wall and experiment, and that's what the show's about. Okay, yeah, that's no problem. You know, that's uh, I mean, it's it's that's a good thing. Uh, anyway, what? Uh, how can people see the show? Um, go to YouTube, type in Paranormal Battle Show, and then you'll get a listing of all the shows. And how many are there up right now? There's four, uh, and we're editing number five, and then on Tuesday we should be shooting number six. Okay. Let me ask the, 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 uh, the girls, um, you know, where do they want to do with this? Where do they want to go, you know, from here with all this? Well, I really want this to grow bigger. Maybe one day we could have, you know, our own series on Netflix or on TV if that was possible. You have, like, Mirage and Shay levitating? Yeah. Yeah, like, um, yeah, I want to go further. I want to get better, like, experiments, like, better showings. Like, I want it to start, like, picking up a lot and start moving stuff around a lot more and it get really good to the point to like mom said we have our own little series or we're really really famous on YouTube and stuff like people subscribe to us and they're like look at this and it goes viral also another thing I just hope that one day with our shows someone opens up their eyes and they try to start doing what we do that'd be cool too yeah that'd be cool to like change someone else's experience in life for it because i mean everyone like it's hard to sit there and talk to our friends about it because they're immature and they're like oh it's all fake you know blah blah blah, you're weird and stuff like that so it's like okay whatever you know i'm gonna do my own thing because I mean, if they were to actually sit down and try it, they'd be like, whoa, what the crap just happened? Because it really does work if you try hard enough. And well, we want to be able to put a change on someone. I mean, you are in high school, so, you know, that's, that's I know it's tough to get any kind of, like, it, anything like this going on in high school. People just don't understand it. My uh, life is so hard. Life's hard. <laughs> 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 well, let, let me ask you too. Um, you know, has anything like other kind of paranormal phenomena ever happened to to any of you girls? Like uh, things moving or like uh, poltergeist kind of stuff? Yeah, like something really insane happened to me actually. Um, me, my mom, and my friend Alex, like forever ago, we actually sat down with a Ouija board. And okay. people think that's a really touchy subject, touchy object or whatever. And I just think, you know, it's just pretty much another portal. That's pretty much what it is to me. And I'm not scared of it. I mean, it did freak me out first. And okay. I probably would have messed with one again. But, yeah, we were messing with one. And um, I said it was my grandma. And she um, actually told my mom, she's like, my mom didn't believe it. She's like, okay, prove it. And I didn't, I thought they were moving it around, but I'm pretty sure 
my mom wouldn't want two teenage girls knowing her privacy stuff. She's like underneath the bed, this blue bag, and my mom's like, okay, 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 stop, 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 stop. I was like, oh my god, okay. So I was like, I, I understood like it was all real. I knew no one was faking this out because me and Alex, we had no idea there was some blue bag underneath the bed. So I didn't talk to my parents' room after that, but. Other than that, after that happened, um, the next day, I went home with my friend Alex, and when we woke up, we were sitting there, and we felt really freaked out, and the pictures on the wall just, like, slid and, like, flew off the walls, and we just, like, ran out of our house crying because it freaked us out. And then, like, a week later or something, my mom went in my room, and the radio turned on. It's like, it was singing a country song. It's like, you'll remember this, blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay, can you just unplug that? And she wasn't going to plug it, and it, it was already unplugged. So, yeah. How, how old were you, Shay, when that happened? Huh? How old were how you? How old was I? Yeah. I was maybe 14. Okay. You know, poltergeist activity and stuff is generally uh, something that's associated with uh, girls that are a little younger than you, normally about 13, 14. Yeah. I don't know if you girls knew that. Yeah, I know. Like, um, well, this other thing happened, like, me and my mom, we were, uh, leaving the house. It it was a while back, too. I was actually, I think I was actually 13 at the time. And we were leaving the house, and I I went to the kitchen because I forgot something, and they were in the car. And I guess I thought someone ran up the stairs because I heard someone run up there. I thought it was my brother. I was like, Hey, Harley, come on, we got to go. And I was listening, and I could hear him peeing. And I was like, Harley, come on, take it and go. <laughs> and then I, I, look, <laughs> I look out the window, and they're all in the car. And the lights had turned on by themselves. I was like, oh, my God. I burst out in tears and ran out the house and told them what happened. And my parents didn't believe me until it happened to them, too. Okay. So that's the, first, that's the first I've heard of a peeing ghost. <laughs> what, what, first time for everything. What What about you, Raj? You uh, weird stuff happen to you? Like, other than well, what you're doing? I haven't really had anything crazy happen to me. Well, than, except, for the sh- except for the show. I mean, you know, I've seen stuff, but... And when Shay was going out one time, I felt my whole chair shake, and I felt someone you know, touch my arm and stuff, but okay. nothing really crazy. Was that on the show, or was that, like, an, just an experiment? Yeah, that was, well, when they touched my arm, that was on the show, but okay. it wasn't really evidence because you couldn't really see anything, but Did you the say something? the was one of our practices. Did you say something when you got touched? Like, did, like when we go to the show, did, did you say, like, I just felt something touch me? No, I didn't say anything, but I did look down. And right when I looked down, I felt it on my arm, and I just started rubbing my arm a few, like, seconds after that, because I didn't know if it was, you know, my hair touching me, or I don't know. I didn't know really what I was thinking. I was just freaked out. Cool. Cool. Yeah, I, Adam, I actually analyzed that with the MIT software, and I, I, I think I got a fingerprint pattern on her arm, but... The, the frame, I hit next, and it skipped it. So it's like it, I saw it, but then, it, then I couldn't find it anymore. 
So, but we never posted it as evidence that she she was touched. But the the girls know if when anything happens, they gotta let me know so that we can analyze it. Yeah. And uh, I, I, that would have been crazy if we got fingerprints on her. And I swear, I saw and I actually showed um, Tracy, my wife. I showed her the print, but then I hit the next button to see if they were on the next frame. Then I hit the back button and they were gone. So I don't know if it was just us thinking they were prints or I don't know. Okay. We'll, we'll get them next time. <laughs> yeah, get like a full like hand or something. Yeah. All right. Well, um, thank you guys for coming on. It was really good. And just uh, just like one more time, just you know, tell everybody. Uh, also, Joe, too, mention your um, let's mention Ghost Paper, uh, where you, people can get that, and you know where they can see the show. Yeah, the um, if you're interested in the, the technology and stuff, go to myghostpaper.com, and you can get some cool gadgets. Also, um, check out Paranormal Battle Show on YouTube to see our show. And we're the tech people for the Ghostland Tennessee. And if you want to get um, or watch some really cool experiments, just keep watching for Ghostland Tennessee on, um, is it the travel channel, Destin Adam? Destination America. Destination America, okay. Yep. Just talk to those guys, so it's fresh in my head. All right, well, uh, I'm going to just uh, go to a break here, and uh, thank you guys so much for coming on. Thank you so much, ladies. Thank you. Bye. Bye, All right, y'all stay on the line, I'll be uh, and I'll be back to close out the show. All right, I am back. Uh, very interesting interview. Uh, very two interesting interviews, with, first with the Tennessee Ray Chasers and then with the uh, – Seekers, the Paranormal Battle crew. Um, hopefully next week Luke will be here and uh, we can continue on as uh, as normal and it's paranormal. I have a awesome guest coming on, so uh, hoping that uh, everyone can be here for that. Chris may even be here too. So, uh, just a little word of you know wanted to kind of talk about real quick. Uh, I know that I have people that listen to this show that are Christian. I myself am one. Um, if you listen to the show, everyone would know that. Um, don't want to offend anybody with what uh, Mirage was saying about Jesus. Um, it is a little odd, but uh, I think it's just an indication of what uh, kind of beliefs are out there. And who's to say that she was even speaking to Jesus in the, you know, in the first place? If Luke was here, he may have a different point of view on it than I would. But uh, since he's not, I will say that, um, you know, possibility that what you're dealing with when you go to the other side, so to speak, is something that is, um, well, probably doesn't have your best interest in mind. And uh, that may be something that we may talk about uh, next week with our next guest. So stay tuned for that. I want to thank everybody for listening, and uh, we'll see you next week on Conspiranormal.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.